Welcome to Burnt Offerings, where the fun never stops. Oh shit, here we go. It's been a while. It, it's been since like Thanksgiving. Yeah, it's been a fun time. We were supposed to do it last week, and I was all sick and feeling like shit, so... You got sick. I was getting sick with it. Sick with it. <laughs> Hell yeah. Well, yeah, here we are, and uh, Christmas is over. Yeah. New Year's is next. Who else's mom bought him a shirt that they're pretty sure is meant for a woman? Uh, <laughs> not me. Well, I mean, i seen the shirt, and it's uh, pretty fucking apparent that, uh, for one, it's probably a, a chick shirt, and then for two, it's just not you. So Everything I looked up by the brand is like 98% chick shit and like 2% unisex. <laughs> Okay, well, there you go. That should answer <laughs> the question whether or not it's a dude shirt or not for you, but a gift's a gift. Yeah, I mean, I didn't say anything to her. I found it more humorous than anything. Yeah. They're like, always like, we never know what to get you. You're so hard to buy for. I'm like, well, I don't know. Maybe, maybe not that. Yeah. No, I hear you. I, uh... At least you, I mean, I got some stuff for Christmas, too. I got a puzzle of Comerica Park, and then I got some Red Wings winter gloves and the Detroit Tigers keychain. So that's cool. I actually put up a tree this year, too, which is uh, fucking I haven't done that in like four or five years because I have cats and I can't hang any ornaments from it like at all because they'll just and they knocked it down last night I woke up the tree was on the fucking ground all the fucking shit was off of it like uh, yeah so you gotta put it like in a dog cage I seen that you sent me that video and I was laughing because like that's kind of how you have to do it when you have cats they just don't fucking it, it's not possible you can mount the tree to your ceiling yeah hang it upside down like I'm fucking growing marijuana yeah, like drying it out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what I did, I put a tree up this year. I don't know why. I just did. Whatever. It's cool. And uh, I didn't have a bad Christmas. It was it was okay. It was all right. I had some time off of work. Um, you know. So there's that. Nice. Um, what have you been up to, man? It's been a while. Uh you been? Have you done anything cool besides your uh, work holiday party you told me about? Um, trying to think, there were some shows sprinkled in there. Okay, I can't remember what all, what shows. Dave's birthday party was sprinkled in there. How was that? I was. It was awesome. Good time, man. That's cool. Yeah, it was a uh, Shroud it? played that. Shroud, Cloud Rat, um, City Pleasure. Yeah. And then influence. Okay. That's a pretty stacked bill. Yeah. For the most part. <clears throat> yeah, we uh we went and seen Anguish since the last Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that Anguish show. And Shroud. Mm-hmm. Uh that was a good show. Shroud did a Sabbath cover, which was They so, made it they made it work. Yeah, it was cool. I liked it. Um Picked up a couple shirts from that show. Anguish was amazing. I've never seen them live. They were good. Yeah. Really dug it. Good vibes, good people. 
um, what was I going to say? I went to, a, um, I think, a couple Wings games, maybe. Maybe one since the last time we did a podcast. And uh, I went and seen The Shining in the in a like in a bar. They did a screening of it. I was Is that that film lab place? Yeah, the film lab place in uh, Hamtramck. They did a screening of The Shining, which was really cool. And uh, they're doing a screening of Terror Train tomorrow afternoon. Probably won't go, though, because I actually watched Terror Train today. So I'm just probably not going to go to that. But it's a cool little place. But we'll go there one day. You'll like it. Super chill. It's like a dive bar with, like, a fucking projector screen. Seems pretty new because I don't remember hearing about that place. No, it just popped up on my Facebook. I think it's because I like the old Redford Theater and like State Theater in Ann Arbor. And it just popped up, The Shining at the Film Lab. And I'm like, fuck, cool. I thought it was going to be a movie theater or something, but it's like not. It's like a dive bar with like a projector screen and they serve like sushi and food and like drinks. <clears throat> pretty cool. Okay, that works. Yeah. It was all right. Uh, I was going to say, um, we're, we're going to do, I wanted to ask, have you done anything else cool? Because, like, I, it's been a while. We haven't really touched on a whole lot in, the, in a month. So I was just wondering if there's anything that sticks out that you might have did that was fucking super cool. Uh, no. No. Really. Okay. Nothing. I've been grinding on the MK11. Uh, oh, yeah. Fucking love the, the new Mortal Kombat's great. Um, I've been playing that a lot, and uh, I have plans to buy the One Up Arcade Mortal Kombat cabinet for my living room next year. That's probably gonna happen. Pretty excited about that. Um, but we're gonna. I wanted to say we're gonna do this podcast episode about Christmas Evil, but. Before we get into that, what is your favorite Christmas movie? One and two, your favorite Christmas horror movie of all time. I was thinking about this the other day, and it's like kind of tough for me, but I think I made my choices for sure. All right, all right. Um, Anything Christmas-ish movie-wise? It could be funny. It could be an action movie. It could be fucking. But you got to pick a horror one too. Yeah. No, I got you. I got you. Um. I'm going to say for horror, my favorite Christmas movie probably is the original Black Christmas. We share the same fucking choice, man. I really thought hard about it, too. I really did. Uh, the original Black Christmas is my favorite Christmas horror movie. It is. Yeah, because like, I love Christmas Evil, but it doesn't have the same feeling for me. Yeah. Um, and then a lot of the other ones just kind of fall short all around. I hear you. Yeah, I feel the same way. Um, it was really hard because I really like Silent Night, Deadly Night, the original. I really do. Yeah. No, the original Silent Night, Deadly Night is great. Absolutely. But I, I think Black Christmas just edges it out a little bit. The original 1974 Black Christmas. <laughs> Excellent. And non-horror Christmas movie. Fuck. That, that one's put me on the spot because I don't know. Uh, Mine is definitely Christmas Vacation. See... I didn't watch that movie as much as everybody else did. I I watched the first vacation like yeah. probably a thousand plus times in my life. Um, <laughs> and then when I finally got around to watching Christmas Vacation, I don't 
I don't get it as much as everybody else does. It's got it definitely got its fucking choice moments. Oh yeah, I'll give it that. But I wouldn't put it up there as one of my tops. It's mine. It's mine. And second would be Home Alone. Yeah, which is right behind it. Home Alone's amazing. <laughs> it's so. And the second one's great too. They're both fucking amazing. Yeah, I'm not going to go out there and say something like Die Hard or just because it takes place around Christmas. I'm actually going to try to pick an actual Christmas movie. Um, fuck, I don't know. I'm just going to go Home Alone. Fuck it. Home Alone? Yeah. That's an excellent choice, man. That is like a pinnacle Christmas movie. Like, you really feel like it's Christmas when you watch that movie, you know? Um, I love the second one, too. And in this, I've decided... That I like Home Alone 2 better than Home Alone 1. Really? I really do. Huh. I honestly like the second one more than the first one. You got to tell Dave about this. Yes, I thought about actually <laughs> congratulating him on his marriage and saying Home Alone 2 is better than the original. I love fucking Home Alone 2. I thought that the traps were better and more violent. I thought that Marv and Harry were funnier. The catch lines are fucking like even better. <laughs> Home Alone 2 is worth it strictly for the scene where he gets electrocuted. I Is that not amazing? <laughs> I'm telling you, dude. And then what's even better is if you look up, somebody uploaded it and remixed it and like extended it, and it's amazing. Yeah, it's like a five-minute fucking gig. <laughs> oh, man. It's so funny, dude. Suck brick, kid. <laughs> I love Home Alone 2. I like the first one, too. It's amazing. But, like, the second one is so fucking awesome. You've been smooching with everyone, baby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Little Mo with the gimpy leg. Um, But, no, I, um, you know, it's Christmas time. I've been watching a lot of Christmas-ish movies. Oh, you know what I forgot about? And this is going to be up there. I don't know if it's going to take over the top spot. But it's it's up there. Scrooged. Excellent movie. Watched it on Christmas Day. Motherfucker, is that not a great movie? That movie's fucking great. It is fucking gold, man. Um, not only do I love Bill Murray, but yeah, I'm not going to say it's his best film, but fuck, dude. It, that, that movie, I always forgot about being a Christmas movie. Yeah. I remember seeing it when I was a kid. Did not impact me like it did when, like, now that I'm an adult and I go back and watch it. It's like, it holds a lot of water. Like... I get it, man. It's cool. And it's sweet because it, like, sticks to the traditional story of Ebenezer Scrooge. But it's in a modern twist with fucking Bill Murray. How fucking, you know, and the mom from License to Drive. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, what's my man that was in that movie that just passed away? Uh, the guy that froze to death in the in the movie? Oh, fuck. I can't remember his actual name. I yeah. can't. He was in Tango and Cash. He was in uh, Sleepaway Camp 3. Yep. Um, he's great in that movie too. It's like, why didn't you go to Claire? She'd take care of you. You'd be a hell of a lot better color. You'd be, yeah, warm with food. <laughs> you'd, yeah, you'd have a better shade, that's for sure. Yeah, no, that that movie's great. Uh, I watched that on Christmas Day. I fucking love Scrooge. Yeah, that's a good one. I don't think it's better than Home Alone. Yeah, that's but, what I'm saying. It's up there, but yeah, but Christmas Vacation was always like. It's my favorite vacation movie, and it nails family and Christmas to me better than any other movie. And I did see it in a movie theater this uh, past month. 
went to the old Redford Theater, and uh, some dude was dressed up like fucking Cousin Eddie. I met him. And the funny thing is, I don't want to sound like a weirdo or anything, but I walked into the bathroom before the movie started to take a piss, and the dude was standing at the urinal with the fucking robe on, with the hat, with slippers on, with a cigar. And I I wasn't trying to stare at him. I'm like, dude, that guy's dressed like Eddie. So I, like, took a leak and then hurried up and ran out the bathroom door to wait for him to come out. And I was like, man, can I get a picture with you? He's like, absolutely. He pulls me in. He's fucking giving me the whole arm over the shoulder, hugging me and shit. Had a cigar, a yingling can. I was like, this is fucking cool. So that was awesome. Um, that was really cool. But, uh, yeah, like lately I've been watching. I watched uh, Die Hard, obviously. And uh, a lot of people don't realize that the whole argument about Die Hard being a Christmas movie is one thing, but Die Hard 2 is a fucking Christmas movie. Mm-hmm. And I watched both of them, and they're fucking great. Like, the first two, actually the first three Die Hard movies are great. I haven't seen... Three's uh, the one with uh, Samuel. Yes. Oh, Jackson, right? Yeah, Die That's Hard with good. a Vengeance, I think it was. <clears throat> Love that one, too, and I haven't seen it in forever. I'm going to try to find that on VHS, but... uh. Yeah, I did the uh, Die Hard, Die Hard 2, Scrooged. Uh, what else did I watch? Uh, just like Gremlins, the first Gremlins, and then I popped in the second Gremlins. Um, Dude, I can't believe you had not seen that Key and Peele sketch. I lost my mind. It was so funny, dude. Oh, my God. So so I'm watching Gremlins 2, which I haven't seen in fucking years, right? I moved, like, three stacks of VHS tapes in my closet and fucking found a bunch of gems that I forgot I had. Gremlins 2, the new batch, was in there, and I'm like, I'm not going to not watch Gremlins 2. So I pop it in, and and I want to point out that I like the second Gremlins better than the first Gremlins, okay? I'm watching this movie, and I totally forgot that it had, like, Christopher Lee in it and Slayer... Angel of Death is playing in the movie, and fucking uh, the the dude from uh, the Great Outdoors, the old man, yeah, yeah is yeah. in it, dressed as uh, Dracula, and uh, all star cast. Hulk Hogan's in it, and then Jared sends me a fucking video of Key and Peel doing a brainstorming session of Gremlins Two, where a bunch of people are sitting around at a table brainstorming how Gremlins 2 is going to go and I fucking laughed for five minutes in tears it's the fun if you ever get a chance watch that key and peel it's called brainstorming right Gremlins 2 or some shit something like that yeah it's if you just type in key and peel Gremlins 2 it's going to be the first thing that pops up oh man it's so fucking funny and it's it's like spot on too yeah and fucking oh god I just yeah that, that was good so I watched that. I watched Gremlins 2, Gremlins 1, uh, you know, Silent Night, Deadly Night, Black Christmas. Just doing, like, you know, Christmas movies and shit. I watched The NeverEnding Story 2, which I like better than the first one. I watched Weekend at Bernie's 2, which I like better than the first one. <laughs> and I watched Terror Train and some other movies. What have you been watching, man? I really haven't been watching much. No? Like, no, dude, I've been coming home and... Just doing like programming shit, so I'll just pop in something and just work through it. Yeah, I'm trying to think what the fuck I've actually put on, and I can't think of what the hell I actually even really watched. It's all good. Oh, you watched the uh, last drive-in? Oh yeah, I did watch that. Forgot how, about that. How was that? That was all right. You know, it's pretty good. 
Okay. Is it Black Christmas, uh, Silent Night, Deadly Night 2, and then Jack Frost? Okay. The Michael Keaton one, right? What? No. No, not the Michael Keaton. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> no, it's not. There is a Michael Keaton one called Jack Frost. There was two Jack Frosts. One of them's a rom-com holiday movie with Michael Keaton, and the other one is a low-budget horror movie. I've never seen the horror one. Where the serial killer and the, the takes, it becomes a fucking snowman and rapes some chick in the fucking holy fuck. bathtub with the carrot nose. Good God, are you serious? I've never yeah. seen that. I've never seen it. Yeah. I remember the case, I think, mm-hmm. had a hologram kind yeah. of fucking deal. I, You know what's funny is I've never seen the horror Jack Frost. I've seen the fucking Michael Keaton one. Someone posted that their favorite thing to do was to swap those movies at the video at store. Blockbuster. Yeah. <laughs> and now that you're telling me that there's a fucking horrible rape scene with a carrot, I would imagine that would be a fucking pretty funny thing to like do at Blockbuster, right? <laughs> you think you're getting the fucking family Jack Frost and you pop it in and like it's not? Like that's crazy. But uh <laughs> I'm gonna have to see that. I've never seen that. Um yeah, uh, yeah, no, and I've known I watched. I've watched Die Hard in the past handful of weeks. I think it was on. I just flipped it on. Mm-hmm. Watched Coming to America like three times. Cause That's why the fuck not? Awesome, it's amazing. Eddie Murphy just hosted SNL last week too, and I guess they got its highest ratings that it's had in like ten years. Oh yeah, yeah. I heard he uh, he did that, and he brought back some of his old characters. Yeah, Mr. Robinson's Neighborhood. I think he did the Gumby thing. Uh, a couple of his old, uh, you know, characters that he did. So that's cool. Um, trying to think. Uh, I think that's all I've been watching, really. I watched. I did watch Silent Night, Deadly Night two, though. And I okay. And I watched Silent Night, Deadly Night three. I watched the first three recently. The third one is terrible. I own all five. The only ones I like are the first two and the fifth one. Is the fifth one, the Toy Maker. Yes, that one's not bad. It's actually pretty good. Three and four are not that great, though. Yeah. Yeah, they're not. I mean, that's actually one franchise I haven't watched them all. Yeah, the fifth one's good. It's kind of has a puppet master feel. Like the toys come alive and they're like possessed or some shit and killing people and shit like in a puppet master way. I love how these fucking these franchises like just take sharp left turns. I know it's weird. Well, the thing about the third one is it's like some it's like some chick is having flashbacks or like dream sequences of like what happened in the first one and she has nothing to do with what happened with Billy or fucking It's like what? No, how does this work, man? It's like weird. It's I don't know. I didn't I didn't care for it. But uh, yeah, I watched all those. Well, fuck, what is it? Part 2 is like almost an hour of flashbacks. It's 40 minutes of one. stock footage from the first one. Yeah. And uh, the second one's not bad. I don't mind it. Because it kind of ties in the whole little brother, you know, fucking flipping out and killing people and shit, too. But, yeah, that's all I've been watching, man. Fucking pretty soon I'm going to pop in. Uh, I watched Terror Train today. I'm going to watch New Year's Evil probably, uh, maybe with you on Tuesday. If we do the New Year's Eve thing, but you gotta watch that bloody New Year. I can't do it, man. I really can't. Can't do it. That's nah, not a great movie. It's not. Uh, yeah, it's not even a good movie. 
Got it for free. Um, yeah. Didn't I don't I don't like it. It's it's not good. Oh, I watched House of Death, slasher movie from the eighties. Oh yeah. I watched that the other day. I just randomly popped it in. Like fuck it, I'm gonna watch House of Death. It's pretty good. Um, but uh, I was uh, I put together a list of my favorite releases music wise for this year because. Oh yeah, so you, you think you did that last year? Yeah. Uh, I don't think there's going to be any surprises as to what my favorite releases are this year. A couple of them people are going to be like, yeah, duh. But, you know, whatever. Uh, what have you been listening to, man? Um, shit, so, let's see. Listening to his band SLB, their uh, EP, uh, Leave Me Alone. Fucking Japanese. They became a grindcore band. Before they were straight grindcore, they were like a thrashcore band. Okay. Shit's fucking... Still good to this day. Um, uh, Zach highly, highly recommends SOB. He actually made oh, me a burn yeah. CD with SOB's entire catalog on it for me, and I still have it. I mean, as he should, because SOB's fucking great. Yeah. Um, then Zach, um, Zach from Shit Life, by the way. That's who I'm talking about. Uh, this band Disease from Seattle. They're uh, ex-members of Acid Feast, and I can't remember the other ones, uh, but they were just like straight... Mince band. Okay. Listening to the 2017 demo. It's fucking stellar shit, man. Hell yeah. Um, Zynos, I know we talked to him about it before. They just released, uh, I want to say it's supposed to be their last album, if I recall correctly, called uh, Total End of Existence. Fucking brutal. Fucking total devastating. Just noise crusts from Japan. Uh, and then this 80s, another 80s Japanese um Punk band LSD, gotcha. Awesome, and then uh, this band from Japan, uh, another '80s hardcore band, uh, Kuro. Kuro. Um, what's cool about this band is there's rumors that two of the members were like lower level yakuza. Really? Yeah. Which is like the mafia. Mm-hmm. Pretty much like Japanese mob, fucking gangsters and shit. Yeah, there's like rumors that two of the lower two member two of the members were like lower level, did like were like muscle and shit, and did jabs for the Yakuza. Damn, that's crazy. What about you, man? That's pretty much all I got going. Well, off the top of your head, is there anything that came out this year? You don't have to like really dig in and deep think about it, but like, is there anything that came out this year that sticks out that you would consider like an album of the year or like a release of the year? I will go with that fucking Zynos, Total End of Existence. So that's a new release. Yeah, that came out um, like a month ago. Okay. Well, fucking A, man. Yeah, that's perfect. Um, me? Uh, I I tried to do a top five release of 2019, but I ended up with six. Oh, yeah. So um, nothing too crazy. Uh, number six it was A Friendship from Japan. Yeah, you really like those guys. Yeah, they, they put out a new album this year, and I think it's better than their last one. They're a power violence band from Japan. Kind of got a hardcore vibe to them, too. Uh, it's almost like a more pissed-off early weekend nachos, or like a mixture of like early to mid-weekend nachos, but it's fucking great, man. I love that band, and you know it's better than their last release. Oh, their drummer's super sick. Um, and then Moloch. 
Number five would be Moloch. They released, they're a sludge band. They released an EP, a two-song EP. Tops out at like 10 minutes. Uh, back in March, called Love Songs. It's fucking heavy, dude. Just dense, depressing sludge fucking, dude, it's so good. Uh, that definitely. And then uh, the Primitive Man in Hell Split is fucking amazing, dude. It's definitely tops for me. That would be number four. And then uh, number three is Acid Witch, Black Christmas Eve. Mm, yeah, yeah. I still... Technically was a last year release, but... Was it? They released it last uh, last Christmas. Then it got put on vinyl this Christmas. Or this... Because it just got... Yeah. Just got the vinyl. Just, just got the physical release. The physical release, yeah. Yeah, I just... I've been... This this year, I've been fucking jamming that all year long, dude. Those two tracks are fucking stellar. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm putting that out there, dude. Fucking the Acid Witch EP is great. And, and, um, and the stuff that they did around Halloween this year, too. The uh, <clears throat> two songs that they released around. Uh, Man, I forgot about those. Yep. Uh, yeah, those those two fucking it's songs. It's Halloween Night and Something in the Attic. I can't remember. Oh, that was the ICP cover. Yeah. Uh, those were those were killer. So anything, pretty much anything Acid Witch has done this year, I, I've dug for sure. Uh, I would say that anytime they release something, it's going to be on a top list for me for that year. Yeah. I can't see them. They haven't done it yet. I don't see them releasing something I don't like. Yeah, same here. So there's that. Uh, number three would definitely be Acid Witch 2019 releases. And then the last two, man. Number two is fucking Fister. Decade of Depression. It's a cover album with one original on there. Uh, they do a Slayer cover, a Metallica cover, a couple other bands. Uh, City of the Living Dead theme song intro. Really, really cool. Uh, I just like it. I think it's really cool. Um, I've been listening to it a little more lately than I did when it came out. Really good. And then uh, number one, Shit Life, dude. Yeah. Rain and Bud. I can't see anything topping that. That fucking album is like already legendary status for me. Like I don't really see a band topping the intensity and the fucking just pure brutality of that album. And the precision is fucking uncanny. You need to listen to the new Sophia Carter. I do. Fucking Trashy's doing vocals now, huh? I think so. Yeah. yeah. Seen that. Fucking new one. Um Chainsaws clogged with the undeveloped brain matter of xenophobes. Oh yeah, yeah. This year, yep. And then uh, Isaac's uh, wife, I think, Vicky, did the mm-hmm. cover art. It's just a bunch of fucking chainsaws with fucking guts and brain hanging from them. Yeah, it looks fucking pissed. Oh, fuck. But yeah, it's that that album's fucking pissed. Oh, I could imagine, dude. Good God, fuck yeah. Um, yeah, I and I love those dudes, man. Like I seen them twice, I think. And uh, it's been a while, but like I fucking yeah, they're great. They're a great band, dude. Midwest yeah. fucking grind at its best, dude. No doubt. So there's my top six um, for this year. You know, shit life. I just I really had to think hard about it. I'm like, I really don't see anything having an impact on me like that, like the new shit life release did. And uh, 
they did a good job on it, man. They really did. And it's the first new stuff that we heard in fucking how long? Because, like, their last album was a collection of stuff that had been around for years, years before yeah, that. They were working on doing it. And- yeah, and it finally came to fruition on Grave Shitter. And then this is all fresh material on this with a couple covers, too. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely check out uh, the new Shit Life record, uh, Rain and Bud. And uh, support those dudes. They're really good guys and fucking... I think they're already working on more new stuff. Yeah? I think. That'd be cool. I'm always fucking, fucking awesome. Yeah, absolutely. I want to see him live again here soon. But, uh, yeah, so that's what I've been jamming. Just uh, top top releases of the year. Um, but, yeah. Anything else, man? Uh, want to add anything else or you want to get into this fucking Christmas evil? Yeah, I got nothing else to add. All right. So we're going to talk about a 1980 movie called Christmas Evil, also known as You Better Watch Out or Terror in Toyland. Yep, yep. Uh, It's a great fucking... It's a great movie. Uh, It almost was a video nasty. Yep. It never got seized. No. And it came out at a time which was post... Carpenter's Halloween, pre-slashers becoming the new thing, just kind of fits in there. But you know what? My opinion on this movie is that this one has a lot more to offer than a lot of movies that came out at that time that were similar. Like, this touched on some stuff that was, like, not really touched on in slasher movies, man. If you really dig deep into this movie, there's, like, a fucking psychology aspect to it. Mm -hmm. And... a social awareness in this movie. Well, the director said that he doesn't really look at this movie as a slasher. He compares it more so to Frankenstein. Makes sense. Okay. I can see that. I didn't even think about that. That's a good point. Um, I did a little reading on it or whatever, but, like, it made sense. Someone said something about just, like, the social awareness and, like, just the way society views people, how they treat people. Things that happen to people and how that affects them, how they react to them. Yeah. all the, And it's like, this is just swept under the rug as like a fucking slasher movie, but I think it has a little more to offer than most of the slasher movies that came out at that time. It was kind of smart. And it was shot really well. It's not grainy. It's not like like a shitty production. It, it had like a cool like look to it, the way it was shot. So that's what it's got going for it, for sure. Oh, absolutely. Sleaziness from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the opening sequence definitely uh, leaves an impression on you. For sure. Uh, I love this movie, though. It's great. I actually, we watched it before we did this episode, and uh, I haven't seen it before we watched it. Today, I hadn't seen it. I haven't seen it in years. I think the last time I watched it was on YouTube like five years ago. Yeah? Yeah, seriously. It's been a long time. That's why I wanted to revisit it before we did this episode because I want to get the VHS, but the fucking tape is so expensive. And then right now it's the most expensive because it's Christmas time and they jack the price up 40 bucks because it's fucking Christmas time. It's like, fuck, man. <laughs> I always wanted the clamshell, though, with the fucking... He's holding the axe. The one I got? I think so. Yeah. Like a light blue background. 
That it's a for sale on eBay right now, but it's eighty dollars. I want this. I, I want to get the Saturn. Uh, Saturn clam. That the one with the close up of the Santa face. Yeah, with holding the fucking knife. Yes. Okay. Yeah, that one looks cool too. Um, but yeah, I I never owned this movie. I always wanted to. And uh, I don't know. I'm glad we're touching on this movie though because it's fucking. You know, it's not one of the big ones that people usually talk about when it comes to Christmas horror. I don't know. I think um, it's usually, I think, this and Black Christmas. Silent Night, Deadly Night. Okay, see, I keep forgetting all that movie. That one, yes, actually, yeah, that one. That one gets touched on, I think, more than the other two. Yeah. I think people talk about that the most. And that and the Tales from the Crypt fucking episode with the Killer Santa are the two, like, most... I've seen that pop up on all my social media in the last month fucking more than anything else. Silent Night, Deadly Night, and fucking all around the house. Tales from the Crypt episode. No, like, no one posts the original from the actual movie Tales from the Crypt? No. No, just that one. Just the, uh, yeah, just the, the fucking uh, 80s clip from the series, from the show. Which is cool. I haven't watched it. I haven't seen that in so long. It's the fucking... Uh, the wife is uh, the mom from Monster Squad. Yes. And um, Lethal Weapon. Yeah, she's the uh, counselor for Riggs. Yeah. Lethal Weapon. Uh, <laughs> yeah. it's. Uh, I remember seeing that when I was a kid, and it fucking really did scare me. That was a fucking great... Uh, it, yeah, I saw that as a kid as well, and it's a fucking... Great episode to watch, especially. If you're, there's a lot of tales from the crypt episodes that, I mean, they kind of have a creepy aspect or whatever, but it's not really scary, especially to a kid. But that is one. Oh, for sure, is one hundred percent like, just creepy vibes all around. It's a fucking stellar episode. It's good. It's intense too. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It like fucking, you know just like it was so fucking like in your face like that dude was fucking out of his mind yeah like stop at nothing fucking out of his mind dude like I just remember just being like fucking mind jolting seeing that when you're a kid like holy fuck like every time he got like anywhere near the house or tried to get in the house he like put a hundred percent effort into it so I don't know who played that dude. I don't know who the fuck that guy is, but he nailed that role and scared the fuck out of me when I was a kid for sure. He, they, that's one of the big improvements they made from the movie to that episode is they made that Santa way more like unhinged. Dude, he was out of his fucking mind, dude. Because in the original movie, it was it's the same premise like escape from a fucking mental hospital and dress as Santa, but he didn't. He didn't look unhinged. He looked like a normal dude for the most part. Yeah. This one, they made him fucking look all disheveled and fucking he'd look crazy. Yeah. And he was going like balls out trying to get it. Dude, it's so violent the way it's shot. Like fucking God. It's like crazy. But yeah, I've seen that pop up like a handful of times in the past few weeks for Christmas. And then Silent Night, Deadly Night. Uh, but Christmas Evil definitely is a... Uh, it's a good one. It's... Uh, and there's nothing I'm not saying like if there's anything wrong with it but Black Christmas is definitely superior just because I feel like there would be no Christmas evil without Black Christmas I don't think there would be half of the fucking movies that we've talked about without Black Christmas 
to be honest. I think that was like the fucking movies followed that blueprint after Black Christmas and no one even knew about that movie because it was a fucking Canadian movie but yeah and that's why I think it's the best Christmas horror movie of all time but this one has some really top shelf gore in it and uh, it really they really lay on strong the Christmas vibe in this movie everything you see is fucking Christmas themed yeah yeah, like every shot for shot, everything has something Christmas in it, dude. The van he drives around has a fucking sleigh on it. His fucking house is like nonstop. There's Christmas music and, and Christmas carols going on the whole fucking movie. Tons of presents be, are being seen. I mean, this is a Christmas fucking movie, dude. It's very Christmassy. <laughs> but uh, yeah. I don't know what do you, what what do you not like about this movie? Um, there's actually not a lot I don't like about this movie. I kind of like feel the same. Like, I don't know. I don't really think there's anything that I don't like about it. But I don't know. It's it's fucking good though, dude. It's a good fucking movie. Ending is great. I guess there was supposed to be an alternate ending too, or a different ending to it, and they didn't do it because the guy that played Harry was extremely hungover on the last day of filming and could not do what they wanted him to do. <laughs> so what was the other what was the alternating supposed to be for it? Some kind of dancing. Like he's got a job promotion at the fucking Jolly Dream. Yeah. He got promoted. And then they had, like, a Christmas party or some kind of fucking thing, and he was supposed to, like, dance and, like, I don't know, some kind of shit like that. But he was so dizzy and nauseous that, because they were, like, celebrating wrapping the film up, and they were just going to shoot a couple more scenes on the last day. So they all went out drinking the night before the final day of shooting, and he got fucking, like, hammered, apparently, and was, like, really hungover on the last day of shooting. So they just kind of half-assed did the ending without, like, what they wanted to do. (laughs) (laughs) So... Dude, that fucking ending, though. And then they got... Yeah. It seems like a lot of the movies in, like, late 70s into the 80s, they always have some aspect, usually at the fucking end, that just makes no fucking sense. Right. Example being Pieces. Oh, I know, right? Fucking, yeah. Like, this, the ending to this movie is that scene. Where he just flies off into the night. Yeah. Fucking, uh, yeah. Which some people argue that, like, he doesn't actually fly off. He fucking just crashes. And it's just him, like, imagining that he's flying off. But whatever, man. If you just go by what you see, the motherfucker just flew off into the moon. (laughs) Yeah. Fucking, what's up with that? With his fucking Santa sleigh reindeer white van. A deleted scene towards the film's beginning showed Harry being promoted in his job. Okay, yeah. But Brandon Maggart had a hangover from the day before while shooting the dancing scene and can be seen becoming dizzy and nauseous at the end of the scene. Okay, yeah. Well, they they, they mentioned that he got promoted. They kind of touch on that. Yeah, but I, they were supposed. It was supposed to be more in depth. I think. Okay, so and they just kind of fucking half-assed it, like the beginning fucking, of the movie. Yeah. Right. 
So, yeah, there was that. And yeah, uh, they give him shit about not knowing what's going on because he doesn't go to union meetings anymore. Yeah. So, yeah, pretty much uh, the movie's just, it's basically uh, about a guy that has a fucking nervous breakdown for the most part. You know, goes on a fucking killing spree and uh, thinks everybody wants Santa. Yeah. Thinks everybody wants Santa, but then goes off fucking, like, killing people. Yeah. But, I mean, a lot of that had to do with the way he was treated at work and shit, you know? Like, they were belittling him and shit at work. Oh, yeah. When uh, he agrees to cover the dude's shift, and then he's leaving and he sees him at the bar. Yeah. So, I mean, I just think that the the whole fucking... There's a lot more going on in this movie than just a... Run of the mill slasher it was kind of it was it was thought out a little bit. They didn't just kind of fucking like carbon copy something and throw Christmas theme on it. They like it, 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 there's some deeper themes that fucking are cool that maybe some people might not realize. I didn't realize that the first time I seen it. I just looked at it like a dude in a fucking Santa outfit killing people, and then I really started to look at it like this dude's having fucking anxiety attacks because people are fucking with him all the time, and then he was scarred as a kid. He has a fucking Santa obsession. Yeah, he's obsessed with Christmas. He loves the holiday. And then he's he keeping just... tabs on the neighborhood kids. Mm-hmm. He's keeping his own fucking list. Yeah. Bad Girls and Boys, 1980. <laughs> A whole fucking hardcover book with all, and he writes it down every day. I seen fucking Joey reading a penthouse. He's on the naughty list. <laughs> yeah, what is he going? He's going off about like the like uh, the first one time they show him like going into a house or like sneaking up onto the house. Yeah, and he going over the list of shit that he did wrong. Like what was it like bad hygiene? I think one was like touching himself. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's almost like Jesus. Like, <laughs> like, dude, all right, man. When fucking Beavis goes and fucking, he's at the gates, and Beavis and Butthead, he's like, it says here, on June 25th, 1987, you touched yourself in an inappropriate place. It also says here, three days later, you also touched, and then, like, <laughs> they fast forward, and he's still on to just how many times he fucking... <laughs> <laughs> yeah pretty funny but uh yeah this is this is a cool one man if 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 you have if anyone listening has not seen this movie i highly suggest checking it out there was a blu-ray release yeah um vinegar syndrome okay uh there was never a dvd release though right i don't think i think there was was there i think early 2000s there was a dvd release I've never seen one. I've never seen one. But yeah, you maybe you're right. It's a good one. And uh it's definitely worth uh it, 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 you at least have to watch it around Christmas time, you know, if you're into horror and shit. Absolutely. It's it's uh definitely has the feel. Mhm. Yeah. Very festive. Top shelf gore too, man. Yeah, it's like watching fucking like trick or treat and all those other Halloween fall themed ones mm-hmm. around Halloween. It just has the right fucking feel for it. It does. Yeah. So Black Christmas would be the best. I would say Silent Night, Deadly Night would be the second best, and this would be the third. Those are the top three horror fucking 
Christmas movies for me. I think I like this over Silent Night, Deadly Night. Do you? Yeah. I got to go Silent Night, Deadly Night, man, over this one. Just because... I don't know. Just because it was like fucking way sleazier than this one. Okay, I'll give you that. It's just got that fucking grimy aspect Silent Night, Deadly Night does. You know, it's like, did they really go there? They really did. Like, yeah. And it's it's not just the obvious scenes I'm talking about in Silent Night, Deadly Night. Like, I watched it the other day. I've seen the movie a thousand times. But just the fucking when he robs the store and shoots the guy in the fucking head. Yeah. And they just focus in on the guy with a bullet hole between the eyes. Just And then he just walks out and he goes, $36, fucking Merry Christmas. You know, he's like... What a fucking piece of shit, dude. You know, like, good God, that's fucking terrible. And the grandpa is just creepy as fuck. Yeah. The grandpa fucking just really sticks with you. You're like, fuck, what if you were, like, that kid's age and that happened to you? That would fucking scar me for life, dude. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. Like, ugh. It's, it's weird enough. No disrespect to anybody going into an old folks home or anything like that for me it's just weird for me i've been there like my dad used to take me to a veterans hospital to visit an old friend of his and just walking in that place you just got a weird fucking feeling but like being those places are fucking depressing they are they're depressing there's like a heavy fucking vibe in there and it's never good man and uh just I, I just remember when I first seen this movie and the grandpa scene just reminded me of when I went to that vet hospital and I'm just like, good fucking God. If he just sat there dormant, like catatonic, and then like no adults were around, he just looks over and starts talking to you and the shit that he says is like fucking the scariest shit you've ever heard. You're like, whoa, dude. Like Santa Claus is going to fucking kill you. Have you been good all year? Christmas Eve's the scariest night. night of the year. Yeah. <laughs> Your daddy told you that, didn't he? She can't help you. Nobody can. <laughs> it's so fucking crazy, dude. And then just the, the uh, on the Silent Night, Deadly Night tip, just the fucking real guy that was supposed to show up with the gifts dressed as Santa gets shot in the back fucking He's five funny. times in front of a bunch of kids building snowmen. I'm He's like, a fucking priest who's deaf. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fucking terrible. That is so bad. What the fuck? That's Father Clancy. He's fucking he's deaf. Yeah, he gets fucking <laughs> catches like six strays to the back, dude. Like <laughs> in front of a bunch of children building snowmen. Like ah, <laughs> fuck. Oh, it's so rough, city, dude. But uh. Yeah, that that was that would be the reason that that one the top Christmas Evil for me just the just because it's like the pure sleaziness of that fucking movie and like the whole I guess the whole aesthetic surrounding it with the uh, I just seen the Siskel and Ebert fucking bit on that movie where they like thoroughly bring up the names of the people that made the movie what their address was what they drive and like 
how can they be fucking proud of themselves for making this movie? How are you going to explain to your kids and your grandkids that it's just a movie and fucking this is blood money they're making from this? And yeah, cool, you got your Mercedes and you're living in the fucking Beverly Hills and dude, shit. Dude, Siskel and Eber were fucking assholes, They man. were, dude. <laughs> they were. They didn't give a fuck. Like, crazy, man. And you know what, though? You know what makes it even worse? when you're a horror fan and then the Siskel and Ebert thing existed is that they did not dislike horror because they would give movies, horror movies, very rave reviews, you know? Yeah. They loved Halloween and they loved uh, Nightmare on Elm Street and Nightmare on Elm Street 3. Absolutely hated Friday, uh, Friday 13th. All of those from the inception of that. And... Like, put in an extra effort. They put more effort into shitting on horror movies than they did building up good non-horror movies. Like, you know, with like the whole Goodfellas fucking thing, or whatever, dude, they're just like, oh, this is great, and fucking, you know, even like Blue Velvet, which is a sleazy movie. Mm-hmm. One of them liked it, the other one didn't. But like, the one that didn't, went out of his way and put extra effort into shitting on the movie whereas Gene fucking was like no this is a great movie this is awesome man like you gotta look at it from a deeper you know now we're going on a a Cisco and Ebert tangent well I mean because like fuck but I'm gonna say like even even their critiques and likes and dislikes and horror were all over the fucking map I know like you, they liked one movie, so you assume that okay, well they would like this one, and then the other movie they would fucking absolutely despise and just totally like break through the fucking coals and talk shit on and mm-hmm. give out fucking home addresses and like Jesus Christ. Yeah, I know. It's like fucking. They just really put a lot of effort into fucking like the negatives, you know, and the positives weren't really a payoff. You didn't really like. You know, it's like I just remember I was watching one thing, and it was about how horror is like misogynistic and da 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 da. da. And yeah. it was like just a, a sweeping, huge generalization. And they showed a whole bunch of clips from all these different movies. Let's see, they show clips from Boogeyman. Boogeyman. They show clips from um, Slumber Party Massacre. Mm-hmm. They showed all these clips from movies that had like women involved as in like making them. And all these, and also the ones that weren't involved, like women involved in making them, they're showing all these slasher movies where the woman was the fucking one who killed the killer. Yeah, saying that women are being demoralized, and somebody is—I don't know—I forget how they worded it, but they said something like it's a fucking weird response by males at the time like telling women to get back in their place yeah. or something like like modern men are scared of independent women that can like think on their own and like you know it's like are you fucking kidding me that's also it they the were they were fuck? showing they were showing clips from the first friday the 13th the woman was the killer yeah <laughs> what the fuck is going on here and then like slumber party massacre was directed and written by a fucking woman dude you know, mm-hmm. it's like, and she just laughed. Like I seen uh, the Going to Pieces documentary, and she's just like, they're fucking full of it. They're so stupid. Like, I wrote the whole movie about what it, you know. It was supposed to be a fucking, 
the original idea was it was supposed to be a comedy about a bunch of chicks like getting laid for the first time. Yeah. And then she's like, ah, fuck it. I want to make some extra money. Slashers are a big thing right now. So fucking boom, slumber party massacre. Now they're being hunted and killed and fucking whatever. But she's like, ah, yeah, to say that they're chauvinistic or whatever is kind of stupid because I'm a woman and I made this movie. So fuck off, you know, like dumb shit, man. Yep. And they're saying how like the dudes are like sexually frustrated. Like where are you get where do you pull this shit out of your ass? Like what, dude? <laughs> so it's like are you projecting that was going on? Yeah. Fucking Ebert. His shit's legendary. Like I want to fucking make T-shirts with his phrases on them, and I'm not <laughs> kidding. I want a. Friday the 13th final chapter shirt and on the back quotations with Dash Ebert at the bottom that says I have the privilege of covering this reprehensible piece of trash they've taken the bucket to the cesspool once and now they're doing it again and then I want a new beginning shirt that on the back says I guess it's better than calling it the first epilogue (laughs) (laughs) oh man I just it's another one of those dead teenager movies. Yep. And I call it that because at the beginning of the movie, there's a bunch of teenagers that are alive, and by the end, they're all dead. Forget about your dreams. Forget about your date, your boyfriend, your life, because you're going to be dead. You're, none of those dreams are going to come true. <laughs> so fucking awesome, dude. And they didn't give us any stock footage or clips of this movie to promote it, so that should tell you about how much they feel about the movie. Like, what the fuck, dude? (laughs) Pure gold, dude. Pure fucking gold. Love it. Yeah, I will say I do love putting the shit on just to hear them rant about how much they fucking hate horror movies. Oh, I know. Me too. And And their outtakes are great, too. You know. Yeah. The outtakes are fucking great, dude. Gene's (laughs) fucking drunk. Roger's fucking high. Gene's making fun of fucking Roger for eating so much. Gene's or Roger's making fun of fucking Gene because he can't ad lib and he's hammered. <laughs> We're doing it again because of you this time. <laughs> he's like slurring his words and shit. <laughs> this is what you're going to talk about the, the, the science fiction thriller Robocop. Nope, we're going to have to <laughs> do it again. Next up on Siskel and Eber, cool the movies. <laughs> the movies. <laughs> Sounds like fucking Steve Brulin. He does. He, oh, he does. He does in those outtakes. Some of them, he's fucking lifted, dude. Yeah. Like, good lord. <laughs> Science fiction thriller Robocop. Ah, uh, Gene, we're going to need you to be a little more crisp than that. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to need you to be a little more crisp than that. Well, we're doing it because Gene can't ad lib. Okay, well, Roger is the only person I know that can go into McDonald's and not say no. Would you like a burger? Yes. Would you like a shake? Yes. Would you like fries? Yes. All on the same, in between the bun. I want the shake, the fries, everything on the burger. Do you like apple pie? Yes. <laughs> fucking crazy, dude. But, uh, yeah, so that's, uh, fucking, we went on a tangent about Siskel and Ebert, but whatever. Um, yeah, so that's Christmas Evil, 1980. Awesome movie. Definitely check it out. Anything else you want to add, man? No, I think that pretty much covers it. That pretty much covers that. Cool. Well, we are going to wrap this up. Yeah. 
and uh, hang out with Moose here because yeah, he's, no, he's trying to get feisty us, over here. He is. He's been trying to get our attention for like an hour. He's getting pissed off at me because he's like holding his collar so he can just settle down, and he's like, no. Yeah, he's not having it. <laughs> so yeah, check out those albums that uh, we mentioned uh, in their respectable genres according to your taste. Oh, yeah. And uh, we will see you next time. Uh, have a good one. Yeah, have a good New Year's, guys. Later on. <laughs>